Good morning. Welcome to chapel. It's our last chapel of October. Can you believe it? We have a couple announcements. <laughs> this weekend, you'll notice it's a little quieter in here today. Acapella is actually leaving for tour this morning, so please keep them in their prayers as they'll be traveling through the upstate region um, over this weekend. Um, also, don't forget to set your clocks back. We have You get an extra hour of sleep for Sunday morning, so don't forget that. I also wanted to take a moment and introduce our chapel speaker for this morning. Today we have with us Reverend Dr. Josie Owens. Um, many of you probably know her already. She's spoken at chapel before and is a part of our community. She received her bachelor's degree here from ENC in 1974. She went on to receive her master's degree in public administration from Northeastern University and a doctorate in education in planning policy and administration from Boston University. Dr. Owens is a former district superintendent from, for the Church of the Nazarene, and prior to serving as DS, she served as pastor of Second Church in Dorchester and um, principal at Park Street Christian Academy. She has also been involved with the Boston Ten Point Coalition and Boston Education Collaborative and Boston Justice Ministries, um, which assists uh, battered women. She currently serves as the VP for Adult and Graduate Studies here at ENC and is just a wonderful part of our community. Would you please join me in welcoming her this morning? And would you stand with me as we, as we pray together? Lord, we come before you this morning so thankful, God, to be in your presence. Lord, it says, um, as we often say, Lord, just for your continued faithfulness in our lives, for the ways you lead and guide us, um, Lord, for the ways that you journey with us, Lord, for the ways, um, God, that you are so faithful. We just give you thanks and praise, and we come before you this morning so thankful to be yours. And God, we just ask that you would use this time, um, be with us this morning, be with our worship leaders as they lead us. Um, and be with Dr. Owens as um, she leads us in the word. And God, we just offer this time and space to you. May our hearts and minds be open to receive what it is that you might have for us this morning. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I'm feeling good this morning. What about you? Woo! We give him praise. Let's, let's pray this morning. Father God, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for waking us up this morning. It was you that allowed us to come here this morning, and so we just give you praise. Lord, be with this anointed time right now. It is a sacred time. So, Lord, we just love you. We worship you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the sisters leading us to the throne of glory. And so, Father, we just give this time over to you. We love you. We worship you. And all God's saints say, amen, amen, amen. amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. You know, I never take it for granted um, to stand before you. Um, I love this. I love that. I also love the fact that we can come and worship in the middle of the day, and I give God praise for that. Um, I have been thinking and praying about what God would have for me to, to talk about and speak to you about. And so I try to be, some people think I'm a little crazy, but I do believe that God speaks to us. Do you believe that? I, I truly do believe that. You know, sometimes the more um, sophisticated we become, we kind of say, nah, maybe you don't hear. But I, will, I stand before you that I do hear. I try to listen very hard, and God does speak to us. And so I wanted to wait to hear what he would have for me to present. I don't, I, I, this is a sacred trust 
to stand uh, before you and bring forth the word of God. There is, it says in the scriptures that there's an accountability for that. And I can tell you, I love the Lord. I'm too afraid of the Lord. To, I don't want to be up here playing at the words that, he, that, that I'm speaking. So I try to, uh, my hardest to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? What uh, illustrations do you want me to um, talk about? Who in the scriptures do you want me to bring forth uh, to the body? So I, tried, I have tried my hardest to be obedient to that. And so uh, the subject that he wanted me to talk about and kind of journey, he, he kind of brings it in into me. He kind of gives me a, a sermon title most of the time, but then he kind of gives me different subjects. And then he kind of filters through those. I, I don't know if that's, that happens with you, but there are uh, 7 billion of us on the earth. So he deals with us differently uh, and distinctly. But he was talking to me. He says, I want you to kind of talk maybe about numbers. I want you to talk a little bit um, about our journey. I want you to talk about being uh, purpose and connection. I'm saying, really, Lord? All of that? How am I going to do that in about 20, 25 minutes? But he really wanted me to, to also talk about time. What do we do with our time? How we spend our time? Uh, time is moving so fast. Uh, I don't know, did you have an opportunity yesterday to see that beautiful sunset? It was just unbelievable. I don't even know if you've had time to uh, kind of look at the sky. And I don't even know if you've had time to um, say hello to somebody in chapel or you just came in with all of your gadgets and you're sitting around. But what I really want you to do right now is I want you to turn and give somebody a high five and say, it's good to see you this morning. Amen. Amen. Now, we got a few extra ones in, so doesn't that make that feel, that feels a whole lot good. That feels good. And so, you know, we give God praise for that. Now, as I was preparing, as I was preparing for this, uh, in, in the study of the word, um, the Lord just kind of spoke in my spirit and he said that, that I needed to have a bowling ball to utilize as a as an illustration. So I was wondering, I was wondering why in the world would he want me to have a, a bowling ball? Okay? And I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't clear on the bowling ball. So, and I'm saying to myself, where in the world am I going to get a bowling ball from? Okay? I, I didn't have one, and um, I haven't bowled in a number of years. Not that I'm not a good bowler, but I haven't bowled in a number of years. And so I was thinking, I'm sensing in my spirit, I said, where, where, where am I going to get this ball from? And uh, I was led to go to, and I will tell you, I dropped in my spirit, go see Kyle. Go see Kyle. And I went one morning, knocked on his door in his office, you know, over there in adult studies. You can come over and visit us anytime you like. And I said, Kyle... I need a bowling ball. And the Lord told me to come and ask you for that ball. And so he, Kyle didn't tell me that I was crazy. At least he didn't tell me to my face. Did you, did you think that, Kyle? I don't know. So um, I kind of went, walked away, and I said, the Lord said that you would just kind of take care of that. And well, you know what his response to me was? He said, I'll see what I can do. And so then I received an email from him. And he said, it was about a week later, and he says, I have a ball in my office for you, per your request. 
I hope it doesn't bowl you over, but I know you have pinned me with the project of getting it for you. I will spare you with the details of the deal I had to strike to get it. However, it was right down my alley. So, So I went to get the ball, I went to collect it, and I didn't realize, I've never played with this kind of ball before. I didn't realize how heavy it was, how big it was. So I'm going to be honest with you, it sat in my office for two weeks as I'm saying, okay, how am I going to deal with on the journey, and uh, how am I going to include it in the message? And a number of my folks in my office, like I don't know if you've met Brandy, she's over at admissions over there, but she had 50 million ways to tell me how to use this ball. She told me I could roll it down the, I could roll it down Wollaston's corridors down here and talk about numbers and speed and all of that. So I said, okay, Brandy, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I don't know why I'm supposed to use this ball, but right, maybe you can tell me why. But I want to move on to what he's telling me to, I sense, is that we've been in school, how long have we been in school now for this, this? how many weeks? What was that, how many weeks? How many weeks? Eight, nine weeks? Some of you may say, too long. All right. But here it is, I want to talk about your time, and I want to talk about, um, you know, people say I have a tendency to get deep. Some of you live on campus, some of you commute. And the question I have for you have you settled into your schedules yet? Uh, have, are you comfortable in the environment that you're in? Is the environment what you thought it would be? Would be? And first I speak to the returning students. Is it clicking for you? Do you sense and know if you're on the right path? And, and the question I have you, you is some of you returning students are thinking about uh, some of the students that were here last year that were my friends are not here, and I'm not sure yet if I've been able to connect with the ones that are here. Um, you, that maybe you don't quite fit in, or you sense something. And some of you newbies, uh, how many newbies are here this morning? Okay, all right. Now, some of you newbies, uh, is it what you thought it was going to be? Uh, uh, are these holy rollers too religious for you? Is it, is it too, too religious for you? Uh, I don't know um, about your coursework. Is it, is it taking so much time, or did you think it was going to be different? And your relationships, do you feel, is it all jiving together? Are you sensing and feeling that you're fitting in? That's kind of where I want to see. But, and so I don't know where this ball fits in yet. Are you fully connected? Do you have a sense of belonging? I want to talk to you this morning about your emotions and your feelings and that feeling that maybe you, right this morning, you're not quite sure where you are and what you're doing and that you may not feel right in the right place. But in the scriptures, it talks about in Galatians chapter 4, uh, verse 4, it says, at just the right time. I wanted to tell you that you may not feel comfortable right at this right moment, but I believe in all my heart that you're in the right place at the right time. God does not always put us in our comfortable place, a comfortable zone. 
This place may not be, or this time, this season of time in your life may not be the heaven and earth experience that you thought about or dreamt about over the summer. But I want to tell you the message, if you take nothing else away from what I say this morning, is I want you to know that you are not alone this morning. You are not all by yourself. Whenever I'm in an uncomfortable place or uncomfortable time in my life and I need help, and that has been more times than I would even want to share about, whenever I get upset with myself and my environment or I feel disconnected, Whenever I am get upset about a situation and after I've had a pity party for myself because I go and I cry out, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening? When I, after I have cried out and done the things that I am uh, having my party all by myself, I generally cry out to God and he leads me to the word to give me a needed and necessary tune-up, a fresh pickup. What about you? And one of the first things that happens when I go to the word of God is that what he tells me and guides me is that I am not alone. The evil one, Satan, he wants us to think that we're all alone and that nobody experiences or senses what you're feeling or sensing. He wants you to think that you're trapped, that we're the only one that's experiencing this disconnectedness. We are so engaged in our trinkets, uh, our social media, our Facebook, our Instagram, our iPads, our iPhones. I, I watch you as you come in, but we're still alone and still sometimes feeling that being disconnected. This morning, the Lord did give me these, people, uh, these three individuals I want to talk to you about. Uh, at home, um, on the side of my uh, bed, I keep a pad of paper. And early one morning, I've learned this because God will wake me up early in the morning and there's some of my folks, we, sometimes we could have a potty line going. We're, we're up in the, uh, 3.30 in the morning, we're waking up and we're thinking about a number of things. But he, he woke me up one morning and uh, I started to write down uh, what, he, what he said about three, three people. And the first one can be found about being, there, that they sensed that they were disconnected. But I want to tell you this morning that they belong just as you belong right here, right at this time, and that God is here this morning and he is with you on your journey. Amen? The first one can be found in John chapter 6. And the Gospel of John is an exciting book to read. You know, you want something fast, you want it moving fast. Uh, Time is moving fast. The scenes and the stories, they go from story to story, page to page. Check it out. It's just a wonderful uh, read. But I want to do a setting check. And I'm going to kind of go kind of space through this. It says that sometimes Jesus had been doing a lot of work. He had been journeying. And so he crossed over into the Sea of Galilee. And there was a great crowd. And what I want to say here is that we could be in all the people in the world can be right here. And we're in this chapel. But we could be feeling very lonely right at this moment, disconnected. And this whole this story is about here's a great many people uh, followed him. And they saw the signs that he had performed. And if you look at other scripture, it says they really had been with him a number of days. And so Jesus went up. He went up to the, uh, to the mountainside. And he went up to the mountainside for a number of reasons. He went up and he sat down with the disciples. Because they didn't have these wonderful, sophisticated uh, amplifiers and mics and everything. So his voice would, 
would go down and they'd be able to hear. It would echo as to what he was saying. And so Jesus went up and it was near the, one of the Jewish holidays. And Jesus looked around and he, and he said to Philip, where should we buy food to feed all these people? And, and um, Philip says, it's going to take too much, too much. Uh, he was an economist like uh, Dr. McGee. He was looking at all of the analysis and doing all of that. We don't have enough, you know, as far as the money. And so um, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, here's a boy. Here's a boy. With, what did he have? What did he have? How many did he have? How many did he have? He had five fishes and how much, how much, how, he had how many fishes? He had five loaves of bread and how many fish? He had two fishes. Thank you. Now come with me now. You guys can read now. He had, so he had this. And so here it is. All of these people, you know, I want to talk about this boy. I believe that this boy may have felt a little disconnected that day. I believe that he was a little different on that mountainside. I believe that his mother sent him off with a lunch box. That he came with a lunch. Out of all of those thousands of people, he brought food. And she probably made him take an extra robe and maybe an umbrella. He was different. He may have felt different. That he was not like all the other kids playing on the mountainside. Do you feel a little different this morning? Can you relate to this? Nobody else had a lunchbox. No one else had five small barley loaves and two small fish. There were 5,000 men there and thousands of women, but nobody else had any food. No extra provisions. Didn't set anything aside. Here's, catch this. There were many people around him, but he may have felt different. He could have felt like some of us do today, his emotions unclear, unsure, a little out of place. He was with a ton of people on the mountaintop, but I would weather a guess that he didn't quite feel quite with everything, a different flow. He was different, but you, you know something? He was in the right place where he should have been. He was in a place where he could connect to Jesus Christ. Now hold on to that. Hold on to that thought. I want to introduce you to the second person that I felt led to share. And she could be found in Luke chapter 8. Ooh, I get goosebumps. This is absolutely an amazing story. And it says, as, as Jesus was on his way, what was it? The crowds almost crushed him. And the woman was there, and she had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but nobody could heal her. And she came up behind him and touched him and touched him and touched him. And Jesus said, who touched me? And they all denied. But Jesus said, someone touched me. And then she finally admitted what had happened. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Catch this. Many people were around her, but she definitely felt alone. Her emotions, she, she, maybe she was unclear, unsure, a little out of place. She was with a ton of people. The crowd was there. We're with a ton of people here this morning. We're with a ton of people in our classes. Are you feeling a little out? 
out of it, out of sorts. She was different. You know what? She was in a place that she should have been. She was in a place where she could connect with Jesus Christ. The third person I want to talk to you about, he could be found in Luke chapter 3. He's all over the place. And that is John the Baptist. And it talks about, it says the word of God came to John. And he went around into the country. And he was around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. And it talks about one of the things that echoes in my mind when I was uh, getting the call to be able to preach. It talks about in that scripture, it says, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Uh, Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight. The rough ways smooth. And all people will see God's salvation. Amen. Amen. And Matthew chapter 3, it talks about that John's clothes were made of camel's hair. And he had a nice leather belt around his waist. And his food was locusts and wild honey. That's supposed to be pretty good. Now, I haven't tried it yet. I'm kind of a health freak and everything, but I ain't went to the locusts. People were out. They would come out to see him. And they came confessing their sins. And so he was having a great time. But eventually what is what happened is that the king put him into jail. And so they were hearing about Jesus. He was, and he came and he, he talked. He, he called some of his disciples over because they were kind of hanging around where his jail was. And, and he sent them to Jesus and he asked the question, are you the one who is to come Or should we expect someone else? And so they went to Jesus and they said, John the Baptist sent us. Are you the one to come or are we to expect someone else? Now, now John the Baptist, I think, probably felt the most maybe uncomfortable in his environment. Many people were always around him, but I, I felt that he felt alone. He, his emotions, his, sometimes his emotions were unclear, unsure. He was a little out of place. There were tons of people around him. He was different. But you know something? He was in the right place at the right time because he could connect with Jesus Christ. And so Jesus said to the, to the, to the disciples, he says, look and see. Go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. Now, what do all three of these stories have in common? What do they have in common with you and I? Number one, they were unsure, unclear what was happening in their environment. Time was moving quickly. They were unclear as to how they fit into the situation that they found themselves. They didn't necessarily feel comfortable in their environment. People were all around them. They didn't necessarily feel connected to the crowd that they were in. But my sisters and brothers, saints this morning, they were all in a place where they could seek Jesus. They were all searching for something. Are you searching for something this morning. And another thing about these folks is they were open to knowing the truth. 
God takes us out of our comfort zone and places us in rough places to do a work in us. They all met and experienced Jesus Christ. The boy met Jesus and he was an unlikely hero. With all of those adults around him, he saved the day and assisted Jesus in a miracle that is still being talked about today. Amen? Amen. The woman met Jesus. She was in an unlikely place. She was healed. She would be almost considered a leopard, a taboo. She was uncomfortable. She did not fit into the crowd. She experienced Christ's presence that she was healed. And John the Baptist, in his jail cell, he had been with all the crowds. He'd been alone. And his his disciples came back and told him all the things that were going on. And John knew at that moment that he had completed his assignment that had been given to God, to, by God, prophesied way a long time ago in, the, in, in, the, in, in Isaiah. You wonder why you are here. You question your emotions, your feelings, your uncomfortability. You question again why you're here. You're here, my sisters and brothers, because you will connect with Jesus Christ. And he is here this morning. He is here this morning. The bowling ball, why do I have this bowling ball? I don't know. If God gives you a word about the bowling ball, email me. (laughs) Maybe I was told to be faithful. To be uncomfortable in the moment that I was asking Kyle for this bowling ball. Maybe I felt as far as unsure of why, and that's okay. But all I know is that on the journey, on the journey, my heavenly father will guide me and direct me in the way that I should go. In the Psalms, it talks about, it says that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me besides still waters. He guides me. He comforts me. He keeps me. And Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 7 to 9, and it talks about in the voice. Listen as they come home, weeping and repenting, praying for direction, pleading for mercy as I bring them back. In that day, I will lead them beside quiet streams of water and take them upon a straight path where they will not stumble. I know the chapel is almost over and I want to be diligent. Could you please stand? I try to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. This morning there are some of you that may feel uncomfortable this morning. You're doing 50 million things. But I know that our Jesus is here. And this morning I give you an opportunity to reconnect with him. I have watched you and I have observed you in chapel these past seven or eight weeks or however long we've been here. And I know that some of you are not feeling comfortable in your environment. And I welcome an opportunity to pray with you this morning. If the Holy Spirit, who is here, is calling you this morning and he wants you to step out of where you are, and calling you to reconnect with him. Please honor his request. 
Please come forward. The altar is open. I believe in the altar. Let us pray. If God is calling for you, don't get frozen. Listen to what he's calling for you to do. Father God, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for being here with us, Lord. And at this time, Lord, we want to be obedient like you told me to be obedient with the bowling ball. If there's someone here this morning that needs to have a touch, that needs to reconnect, that has been too busy, their environment has, doesn't seem quite right, and they want to reconnect, Lord, you have said this is an opportunity. And so my sisters and brothers, don't look to the left or the right. Listen to the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He is here. And God is calling. And he's saying to you right now, I want to know you. I want to see you. I want to talk to you again. It's been a while since we've spent time together. I know you're in a place. I I know you're worrying about finances. I know you're worrying about a job. I know that you're worried about relationships. I know that you're worried about going home soon. I know that you're worried about so many things. I know you're anxious about so many things. And I know that you feel all alone and isolated and discouraged. And nothing seems to be falling into place. But just like I told that boy on the mountaintop, and just like I told the woman that had been sick for a long time, And just like I told John when he felt trapped, I am here. This morning, please be obedient. He's calling for you and for me. The only one that really can help us out of the dungeons that we find ourselves in is Jesus Christ. Be obedient this morning. I really, truly sense his presence here this morning. Be open to it. We serve a great God. We cannot do it by ourselves. Satan wants you to think that no one has the problems that you have. If you ever want to have a little session about who can talk who, would love that. When you tell me about the bowling ball, you can also tell me the other things. But let us be obedient to his will and to his way. doesn't matter what your status is, who you are, if you're the president or the the president of the student's body. I don't, it doesn't really matter what office you hold here. If God is calling you this morning, be obedient. And I would love to have an opportunity to pray with you this morning. Father God, we give you praise. And please, if, those, if some are at the altar, please stay there. I'd love to have a time. Father God, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. Be with us, Lord, and if there's someone else would like to come this morning because as we close out the worship service. Lord, you have been here. Your time, we thank you, Lord. We ask that you will be with us and as we minister at the altar for a few moments, Lord, as we take a few moments to disrupt our schedules. Lord, be with each and every one that is here. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I love you, Lord. We love you. We have goosebumps just thinking about you. We thank you for your mercy and for your grace. And all God's saints say, 
Amen. Please leave quietly this morning as we have an opportunity to pray with the ones that are here. Thank you. Have a great weekend. And the ones that are here, some will come to the altar. If the saints will come and pray, we thank you, Lord. We thank you.